Well, our moms think we're funny. Good enough. <laughs> hey everyone, I'm Comey. Hey everybody, this is Turk182. <laughs> oh, no, I'm sorry. Hi, my name is uh, Turkules. <laughs> Shit, we didn't talk about Hercules last episode. Shit! Hercules often often mocker. Yes, often mocker. Um, uh, I'm playing off the whole, like, you know, Disney doesn't like Jewish people thing. Right. Um, uh, But no, my name is Turk182, and we are back to, to uh, Disney Tough Love. Disney tough love, yeah. Because yeah. because uh, we don't hate Disney, and we're not here to bash Disney. We we like Disney, as you said. Yeah, you don't like what they're becoming. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, what you see them uh, becoming, and but there's still you still have a lot of heart for them. So this is tough love, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. This this is coming from a place of passion, and and and, and a desire to see more of. It, you can keep doing what you're doing, right? Man, it's great, but like even even Porsche. Made a minivan. <laughs> I'm so assuming to say, like, even Porsche made a minivan. So, I mean, keep doing what you do, but that doesn't mean you can't do other stuff I mean, too. Even minivans can be functional and comfortable. It's just like, you, I don't know. I mean, I, you can I, get I, you can get a blowjob in a Porsche, like in like a in like a 911, but you can have an orgy in a Porsche minivan. <laughs> Bam! Baby, there you go. Right? <laughs> I'm just saying. I, mean, I, I think more of what Disney's doing in the modern day is more like manufacturing unicycles, where it's like. Oh, it would probably be fun to ride one, but I sure as fuck wouldn't want anybody to see me doing it. Oh, yeah, the uh, the moped. Yeah. Pam. You know what? I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I just got to say, it's an Archer thing, but Pam, I'm like, yep. I mean, I, from everything I know about Pam, she'd be fun as hell, but uh, I, I, and I'm not the kind of person, but I'm just saying, I, would, I wouldn't den- deny it, but I wouldn't openly promote it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm that kind of person. <laughs> I am shallow and superficial. Uh, I, I, well, me, I'm the kind of guy that comes when you leave. I'm um, doing your girlfriend. It's something you can't believe. Uh, but uh, I'm, I'm going to put that on my business cards. Call me uh, shallow, superficial. <laughs> <laughs> this card has more thickness than I do. <laughs> A call me mile wide, inch deep. <laughs> and your, your business cards are just on rice paper. <laughs> um. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, we've, we've been talking about Disney. We didn't even talk about a lot of, well, like, we skipped over a lot of movies because, like, it, since you called yourself Hercules, Hercules was a spectacular Disney film. I still have not watched Hercules. I know really? I know oh the guy so Gladiator, but, um, yeah, no, I still haven't watched Hercules. It uh, Hercules. is so good. It's, it's worth it just for, like, Danny DeVito, but, uh, yeah, right. I mean, like, good monster designs and everything, good fight scenes. You got James Woods as Hades, mm-hmm. and was, isn't and Michelle Pfeiffer the, um, oh, no, she's, um, that's not Michelle, because she's the she's in um um Sinbad, yeah, the Sinbad movie. She's oh yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's the the bad guy in that. Yeah, I don't remember Cersei. who voiced Megara in in Hercules, but yeah, I mean it's just it's super super good. So that that's a good one. Um, but uh, so but when we left off with the last one, and we'll go into into Hercules and all that. <clears throat> but when we left off with the last episode, um, we were talking about how Disney needs to explore more of the dark. Yeah, and yeah. and not not just not like the like the little trivial dark, um, like um, like a Little Mermaid. Oh no, if I fail, I'll lose my voice. Right? Like no, 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 not not that kind of stuff. Not like I'll be a frog forever. Not that kind of stuff. We're talking about the dark, like like Black Cauldron, like you're dealing with <laughs> Satan himself, right? Kind of dark. <laughs> um, and and the the yeah. thing I was talking about was yeah, this, Disney, you heard me right. I want to see a remake, a live action remake right now, of Song of the South. Go. Oh, uh, Stop now, pretending it never happened. Now, you were the guy, because I'm just going to call you out a little bit here, right? Just a little bit. Because you were the guy that was talking about how, like, stop cannibalizing yourself with these live-action movies. <laughs> I know. That was that was the point. I was, I was being ironic, Turk. Oh, you were? Yes. You were. You were I, don't, I don't want to see a live-action remake of Song of the South, Turk. Kind of think you do. But anyway. <laughs> but no, I was thinking of Sorcerer. Oh. Sorcerer's Apprentice? Yeah. Uh-huh. The Nick Cage thing? Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of a cannibalism. A little bit of Fantasia, a little, little bit. bit of little bit of Sword and Stone. A little bit. Yeah. Sword and Stone was a really good film, too. And it's um, got your boy Nick Cage in it. It does. And even if you hate it, you love it. it. It's also a terrible movie, but yes, by virtue of Nick Cage being in it. Plus, 
he he backhands an old woman through the wall because she doesn't speak the right dialect of Chinese. So. And it's got Alpha Molina, and I'm sorry, I pretty much I pretty much love anything that Alpha just about anything Alpha Molina has been in from like Raiders of Lost Ark to uh, Boogie Nights to mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Spider Man Two. Oh my God, duh. Uh, you've got a train to catch. I mean, God, he's so good as Doc Ock. <laughs> I, I loved. I loved during our last recording session we were playing Sorcerer's Apprentice, and you hadn't seen the scene where he backhands the woman through the walls. So you were just like, "Holy fuck, what was that all about?" <laughs> It's like she wasn't speaking Mandarin. <laughs> you were like, "What? She wasn't speaking Mandarin, dude." He he recognized the dialect of Chinese, so he just backhanded her through the wall. <laughs> I tell you what, I downloaded Rosetta Stone right at that moment. <laughs> I'm gonna learn me some Mandarin. It was like something something beyond Zhang. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, I come from Kowloon Bay. Uh, but uh, but. Uh, so we were talking about the exploring the dark side of it and, mm-hmm. uh, and how they, Disney, and you know, again, this is our opinion, but Disney used to let Pixar kind of explore the dark side. And I think the last time they really did that was in, uh, was in Toy Story 3. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell you, when I saw Toy Story 3 in the theater and they were there, they had been in the, tra- in the dumpster and they'd been yep. dumped in there and they were about to be burned alive. <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, I, I, I'm watching them like, there's no way. That there, there's no Deus Ex Machina. That yeah, there's no yeah. hand of, of wrong. There was no hand of God that's going to come down <laughs> and save them because yep. they're toys. Yes, I see them moving, and I. But they're toys. Nothing's going to save them. Like I can't figure out. My adult brain cannot figure out how they're going to survive this. Yep, yep. And I'm like, this is it. Like this is supposed to be the last Toy Story movie at the time. Yeah. Like, and this is how I'm like. This is how they're going to end it. Like, I rem- I remember thinking the same thing. Like, is this really happening? Yeah. Like I don't, I don't really see a way out here. Yeah, is this is this really gonna happen? Uh, did you hear about what happened with the Pirate Bay release of Toy Story Three? No. <laughs> so I mean, the movie was still in theaters, but yeah, whoever whoever ripped the file and uploaded it onto Pirate Bay, they just had it fade to black as they were sliding towards the garbage <laughs> incinerator. <laughs> they just edited it into where that's where the end credits started rolling. <laughs> So a bunch of people who downloaded the movie legitimately thought that the credits just start rolling as they slide into the garbage and say, it's the best thing ever. Oh, <laughs> oh man. It's, uh, and you know, the thing is like, it, it, Toy Story 3, like, so at that point I guess I was, I was, I was like, oh my goodness. I'm like, um, and, and I, like in my head, I'm, I'm like raging, like, like nice guy Eddie from, from Reservoir Dogs. So, like, <laughs> This is the last movie, and you're just gonna decide out of fucking blue to kill them all. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and then, and of course, and then when the day of Smite Smite comes, it's like, oh wow! And it's like, it, it, and the thing is, it wasn't just like, and now they're saved. It's like, oh yeah, you set this up. Yeah. You set this up, and it makes sense. It, it's not. It's not just like a like a oh here's a quick fix. We were yeah, so into it, it. It's not a poorly contrived day of Sex Machina. Yeah, thank you. But the movie starts off, and it's it's a typical Toy Story movie, and then things kind of take a little bit of a slant, and then you know, like Buzz is speaking Spanish, and <laughs> then you find out that uh, Michael Keaton Ken is not as you know uh, is not as nice as he, see, as he seems to be, and then, and then everything back, and we have Big Baby again, my favorite character. Oh, Big Baby, Big Baby. What I love about it is I know that style of baby doll with the hard, the hard arms and yeah, legs and I the soft bodies. Right? I I and then, of course, when you lay them down, the uh, their eyes close. Yep, they're creepy as fuck. So, uh, mom's at my house. I know. It seems like I like. I feel like George Wallace. You ever know comedian George Wallace, a black guy who was like, "I was in Cleveland the other day." He goes, "I was." Like every every story he joke starts off is like, "I was in Cleveland." Yeah. Um, uh, he's actually in um in uh he's got a role in uh, Mr. Deeds too, which is oh, it's, a, yeah. it's just a small role. But it's funny as hell. He carries it off really well. But um, but she was at my house and uh, American Dad was on. And I was showing her the episode, one of my favorite favorite episodes in Country Club. Yeah, I love in Country Club. <laughs> so they're doing the Vietnam concert grenades. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, my legs. Buck was just wanted to hit. <laughs> was going to take me cruising. He just wanted a cheese sandwich. Anyway, I, I love that. Uh, you know, of course, I had to like tell her. I had to explain. It's like, okay, this is a parody of like First Blood, and like you know, right. this is this and and all that. Um, but um, I 
I, God, that thing that's so funny. But when they're doing the Vietnam reenactment, and the one woman's dressed like like a Viet Cong woman, and she's got and she's holding the baby doll in her arms, and and uh, the dog gets shot, and she takes it as one of those with the with the plush body and the yeah, hard yeah. arms and legs, and she takes it and she lays it down so the eyes closed, so yes. it looks like it's dead. And it's like that is so funny. <laughs> And then I and and I was, I was, I was like, it's like, it's like you get that and and she was like, I, and I was like, that's explained to her. She was like, oh, okay. And I was like, yeah, God, that's so funny. Uh, but um, but him being the the plush body being written on by the younger kids, right? Yeah. yeah. And then of course the little the little thing in his head which operates the eye movement to where it's the one side is messed up, so yep. his eye is half closed. I mean, and he is a hardened criminal. Mm-hmm. That has been brutalized in prison. I'm like, holy shit! He's got the the all the drawings on him, the prison tattoos and everything. Yep, and yep. now he's an enforcer. And I'm like, and Big Baby doesn't talk. Nope. You know, so it, so it's the whole thing of like the guy that's in prison that you know was in prison uh, wrongly imprisoned and has been brutalized to where now he doesn't speak. He can can barely see out of one eye. He's got the prison tats and the scars. Yep, and the only yep. thing he can do to really stay alive is just basically be you know a, a menace, an imposing menace. To other people and i'm like oh my god that's you know uh, that is that was so real to me in that environment but, oh yeah but if you don't know that you just see big baby if you if you're right, not if right. you aren't familiar with that kind of character like kids wouldn't be you just right. see big baby and of course the, the characters are doing all their their things and it's kind of something you saw before with uh with prospector pete uh you mm-hmm. know stinky pete yeah. stinky pete is like <laughs> the prospector he'll want to meet you uh <laughs> sweet mother of abraham lincoln <laughs> So, so it's it's kind of we've kind of seen this this kind of story before, but much different. Mm-hmm. Then we see that Lotsa is really evil, mm-hmm. and then the story gets really dark. Oh you know, yeah! And then it gets super dark, and Lotsa is not playing around. And then you you get the thing where when uh, when uh, 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 crap, uh, I keep wanting to call him Andy, but it's not Andy. Um, hold on. Uh, Sheriff Woody. So when yeah, when Woody. Woody tells a story, he's like he's like and lots of like she abandoned. He's like no, she abandoned you, and you couldn't take it. And when Big Baby realizes that they replaced Lotsa, but not him and not the other one, mm-hmm. and he does the whole Vader the Emperor thing to him, and I was like, oh my god, like that was like that was that was tearing me up inside. Yeah, you yeah. know, and now I was like. This is this is masterful, man. It oh was, yeah, was, it had so much heart. Yeah, and it takes that dark turn there at the end. Like I think they're gonna die, and I'm worried about how are they gonna survive. I'm like, okay, they did survive, and then like I said, the, the character that I'm feeling the most throughout the whole thing, and then he there's that moment where he turns. And I think it's the first time he even says he just he just lets out that squeal, that, that yeah. scream, and I'm like, and you, and then like my heart just pours out more for him. <laughs> Um, it's just, I was like, oh man. It, it is beautifully, beautifully done. And I don't think we've seen that level of emotion. Not even yeah. in Inside Out, you know, um, where it's supposed to be all emotion since did, then. Did Up come out before Toy Story 3? It did, didn't it? I believe it did. Yeah. Um. Because Up is just gut punch after gut punch after gut punch. Oh yeah. Up is, uh, Up is rough, man. Uh, and, 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 I mean, Up is, it's so, it's so great. The, the mm-hmm. whole, I, the the whole idea of everything about it, you know, it's great. But then you're never too old to chase your dreams. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then yeah, he gets there and then realizes that you know his dream is is not quite what he thought it was, not quite what he he expected it to be. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And but then there's, there's that reality, like this guy was something great at one time, and now he's just crazy. Yep. You know. Yep. Um. And it, all that is just. <clears throat> it, up is up is really good. Up is one of my favorite Pixar movies of all time. It's just spectacular. And then you know, and then you have to that whole thing of like you have to just because you let go of something doesn't mean you let go of everything. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's like um, it's kind of kind of how I feel about about cemeteries. Like I I, I told my mom the other day. I was I was I, th- I was on I think. Um, Maybe I was on Woot and they had a, a sale on um on uh, hourglasses hmm. and 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 I was uh my mom was was talking to her and I was like I was like hey mom it's like hey I found your new home <laughs> and, and I showed her that and she's looking at me I'm just playing 
because I had this whole thing for him. Like, I'm like, she, she doesn't want to be buried anyway, but I'm, I'm not going to bury you. She's going to be cremated. And, um, and I'm like, because I'm never going to visit a cemetery because yeah. that's not where you are. That's where your body is. But, right, but right. that's not where you are. I don't need to go there to talk to you if I want to talk to you. Mm-hmm. And so she wants to be cremated. I'm like, I'll cremate you and I'm going to take your ashes. I'm going to put them in an hourglass. <laughs> and then like, you know, once a month, I'm going to say, okay, talk to me. I'm going to turn it upside down. You got one hour. Let's go. <laughs> so when I showed the picture of the hourglass, I'm like, here's your new home. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure she was delighted with that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, but the thing is like, I can let go of something that to me is a treasured memory, but only because, because I, I attached an emotion to that mm-hmm. and, and I made it something that, that I, that to me represents you, but it doesn't. Right, I, I right. put that feeling in there and I can just as easily take that feeling out and put it back inside me. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, it's never left me. You know, it's like, it's like a shortcut on your desktop. You didn't move the program <laughs> there, right? You just put a shortcut there that takes you there. Mm-hmm. And if I remove the shortcut, I put in the recycle bin, right? The program is still there. It hasn't gone anywhere. Yeah, and I can yeah. access it directly. And that's, and that's kind of what that is, right? So, so the idea of like, I'm getting rid of this house, um, and I'm getting rid of this dream. But the thing is, like, it was never, this was never it. Yeah. You yeah. didn't, you never lived or, or resided here. And who you were was never in that house. Right, right. It was me. I was the one tethered to that house. Um, and uh, because, because you know, obviously, the, the, they kind of say, because I thought that losing the house meant losing you, but I can never lose you. Because, right. you know, like Buck Ruban says, says, you know, no matter where you go, there you are. Yep, yep. But yeah, that movie's got a lot of heart in it. But it like, but since then, um, have we <clears throat> have we come across a movie that has had that much heart? I truly from Pixar. I truly don't think so. Because after that, you had. Uh, I haven't seen Onward. That that's another movie that did not look good to me at all. Onward, I didn't. I'd forgotten all about it. Um, so because right, like after Up, you had the Good Dinosaur. Yeah, that was the next one. Um. So. Uh, well, I, after I, after up came Toy Story three. Okay, so Toy Story three, Cars two, Cars two, Cars two had some funny moments, but it wasn't great. No, Brave. Okay, Brave was good. I forgot. Brave about was Brave. really good. Brave was great. Okay, and Brave, Brave. So Brave's got some emotion, but it doesn't go dark. Right. It right. does not go dark. Monsters University. Cute. I, That's I didn't. I didn't watch Monsters University, but I, I would imagine it's cute. So yeah. So Inside Out, boring. Yeah. Uh, good dinosaur trite, boring. Um, I have not seen Finding Dory. Finding Dory, I don't know. I know people freaked out because there were lesbians in it or some dumb shit. Uh, Lesbian fish? Uh, no, like lesbians. Pu- like the, it, it shows two women pushing a baby buggy, so people were like, oh, they're lesbians! Burn! You know, they might have been taking that buggy and pushing off a cliff. It's like, man, what do you hear about Ellen DeGeneres, people? <laughs> I mean, they, they, they might have been, been pushing that buggy while listening to Bjork, and he goes, <laughs> I pleaded! <laughs> you don't know. That was really dark. Um, um, I hear Coco was pretty boring. Mm. Um, I didn't watch I've, it. I've heard Coco was really good. Really? Yeah. See, I heard Coco was bad, but Book of the Dead was good. Uh, Gu- Book, Book, Book of Life. Book right? of Life is a Guillermo del Toro, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I, what I heard, and like that—that's just from the the circles of people who I follow online. They were like, they thought Coco was really boring, but Book of Life was super good. That's just what I heard. Hmm. Um, so Incredibles two. What, what was I, Cars three? Cars three was that stupid spy one. No, that was Cars two. That was Cars two. When I, they go to when they go to Europe. And, 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 and uh, Tomato becomes a spy. Daggum! Right. You're doing good. You got all the leaves. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I knew I was that pick good when I chose you. I don't know what Cars 3 was. My um, best friend. So Getting cozy at the cone, is you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Toy Story 4. So um, Cars 3. Oh, that was the one where, where Lightning McQueen gets all effed up. I didn't see that one. Uh, the, um, the, the opening trailer for it you, have you ever seen the trailer for no, Cars I didn't, 3? I didn't know there was a Cars 3. Oh, the, so I remember, I never saw the movie. I remember seeing the trailer and the trailer was, uh, was like, that was kind of a, kind of emotional because it, it was, it was actually a teaser trailer. Mm. Um, but the, the teaser trailer starts off with, uh, with Lightning McQueen just getting himself wrecked. Literally. Good. Um, <laughs> and since I got Disney Plus, I actually might just watch and see if it is any good. And plus I like Owen Wilson, right? Yeah. Um, but, uh, <clears throat> he did what in this cup? <laughs> um, oh, God. And so, yeah, so I didn't realize there was a Cars 3. I didn't see Toy Story 4, did you? 
I have not. No. Um, I mean, I've I've heard I've heard good and bad things about it, but I can't imagine it would have anywhere near the same level of heart that Toy Story three did. Which is why I didn't wind up watching it. Yeah, because it, I mean, it was like, hey, didn't we? Didn't we close this off? Like, what? Yeah, a- yeah. Like, there's just there's no reason for a fourth movie. Yeah, so this is the trailer for for Cars Three. This is not the teaser though, because um, they they're showing this one like a supercar, which I didn't even know there was a supercar in the movie. Yeah. Uh, uh, I bet you I, I I know I can find it on like YouTube or some shit like that, but the. Um, the the teaser for it just showed lightning, and maybe they're going to show it here. Oh, yeah. Just gets torn yeah. up. His tires just fucked up. Yeah, there he goes. Yep. Yeah, die, McQueen, die! <laughs> but yeah, he he gets. Oh, okay, that's cute. Hmm. So apparently, uh, he gets. Oh shit! <laughs> yeah. So apparently he gets all messed up, and he's got to he's got to find himself again to come back. Huh. And they just show from from where I'm gathering from this trailer with no sound on, um, and they showed him racing along the beach. Yeah. Rocky three. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> gets gets beaten this snot. Has to find his way back. Has to go back. You ain't been hungry since you won that belt. Love that line. Oh, and yeah. then there he is, like running on the beach. You know, uh, bring me Balboa. Bring me Balboa. <laughs> Hey, woman. Hey, woman. You want a real man? You come to my house. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, um, uh, <laughs> Oh, I, I forgot Chicken Little was uh, was Disney. I love Chicken Little. God, and Chicken Little is another one where they like, it's like, let's go ahead and abandon our formula and let's try something different. Mm-hmm. And I guess... Still experimental. I, I love it, man. Chicken Little is funny. And this is before I start watching Scrubs. I didn't know how Zach Braff was. But Chicken Little is funny to me. Uh, uh, acorn level fluff. I, I love the chicken little. Baby. They were doing the same thing. It's like, and he was saying the time. I said, "What? What are we talking about?" And he's like, "Huh? What?" He was just leave. But dude, uh, fish out of water is my favorite. Fish out of water is the best. Um, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you haven't seen it yet, right? I haven't. No, dude. I tell you, one of the great things about this though is I was went Best Buy one day and had it on one of the uh, the. Um, uh, uh, what's that? It wasn't a 4K, the um, the plasma TVs. Yeah. And you could see every feather on his body. And I was nice. like, that's incredible. But anyway, that so, spectacular. Uh, oh, that's amazing. Um, so, Finding Dory, I haven't seen. Cars 3, I haven't seen. Coco, I haven't seen. But here it's good. Incredibles 2 is phenomenal. I, yeah. I love how they take it and they they put um, they put Mrs. Incredible, Elastigirl, out there. Mm-hmm. And she may even change her name to Last a Woman. And she is the... Um, like she is the hero, like running around while yeah, yeah. while Bob is at home taking care of Jack Jack, which is fantastic. Yeah, um, I, I know I've seen the clip of him being like, "Food is food." Oh, Jack Jack and the squirrel and all, uh, the uh, uh, raccoon. Oh, God, that's all that stuff is is great. But um, so onward, I've never even heard of. Yeah, so onward's the one that came out, and it was and a lot of people didn't really care for it. It's the, and when I saw the, the original like teaser trailer, I was like, I have no interest in this movie at all. Um, like it didn't, there was nothing about it that appealed to me. Shit. We didn't talk about Hunchback of Notre Dame either. That's a brilliant movie. I have never actually seen it. Really? Oh God. It's so gorgeous. It is so well animated and it's got a great soundtrack. Uh, I did like home of the range though. Home of the Range was cute. Yeah, it, it's it's funny to me. <laughs> I, I liked I liked the voice work in it. Uh, I did think Home on the Range was cute. Now I'm not including some of these things like oh, uh, James and the Giant Peach was Disney. I'll say I'm not including those because uh, to to me this those, those are like Disney released but not Disney yeah. made. Yeah, you know. Yeah, so yeah. Um, Isle of Dogs. Uh, I'm not I'm not including that in in uh, our thing. Night, Nightmare Before Christmas. Right. Uh, I see. Those are more I think of like. Acquired than a, than a actual like Disney production that like we right, right. you know we had our foot all up in it. It, it wasn't made in house kind of thing, <laughs> right? And it's like, and I swear she put some ankle in it. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> so um, what was after onward? Um, upward. <laughs> well, they already did a, a oh, soul, soul and then Luca and Luca, which does not look good at all. I haven't seen it, but no, I but. It not, I haven't seen anything that makes me want to watch it. Yeah. No. Um, uh, but I was going to say, uh, Incredibles 2, there is some really interesting stuff in Incredibles. Like, 
like uh, Miss Incredible's motorcycle that splits in half. Yeah, yeah. God, that's yeah, they, I they heard just that was cool. Just the, that that whole concept of that is like, oh, that's kind of awesome. Um, but I was going to pull up a on. I like Mars Needs Moms. Not a great movie, but I like it. It's fun. Um, I have not seen that. I didn't realize that was a Disney movie. Yeah. Uh, Seth Green did the um, motion capture, but he but they had somebody else do the voice. He actually did the voice work. But then they then had somebody else do it, and because they were like, they didn't think his voice sounded like young enough. Yeah. But his body apparently was young enough to do the, <laughs> the motion capture. Oh, so we're we're forty minutes into our second part. Really? Here. Holy yeah. shit! So we we've got to talk about the shitty remakes. Okay. We've got to, <laughs> unless right. you want to make this a three parter. Um. So uh, I'm just gonna show you the, the trailer. Well, we I guess we could if we wanted to, <laughs> depending on how far we go. But um. Oh yeah, I've seen I've seen uh, the trailers for this. Okay. Yeah, I just didn't realize it was called Onward. I didn't. I don't I like the, the character designs. Oh really? I was about to say I thought the character designs were at least somewhat interesting. But... I think they're ugly. Like, um, they don't have as much life as say like the Wreck It Ralph designs. Like they they don't draw me in. Um, okay, so they're not they're not pushing their character shapes or their silhouettes at all. Yeah, I like. <sighs> I, I see these two characters here, and I'm like, I instantly don't like either one of them. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't hate them, but I, I, but I don't like them. Like, I, I'm not interested in anything they have to say. Like, yeah, yeah. There's there's nothing about them that makes you want to, like, kind of reach out and feel those characters. Right. So I'll compare Skinny Boy and Flannel here to... Um, oh, skinny uh, Boy is Flannel. The, the lead guy... Yeah, Skinny Boy in Flannel. Oh, I thought you said Skinny um, Boy and Flannel. Nah, 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 <laughs> um, it's like, like the like the Legs and Will Man. Yeah, I, um, I would compare him to... Uh, like, compare his design to the lead guy in Ratatouille. Oh, he's got yeah. so much more personality. Linguini. Linguini, yeah. And, like, they, they pushed his shapes a lot more. His nose is a lot bigger. He's just a lot ganglier looking. I, I, I'm sorry. I gotta stop you there. I have to stop you there. Yeah. Because, and and I know the answer to this, but I'm gonna look up just before I like, put my, my foot way down my throat there. Okay, exactly what I thought. Ratatouille is a Brad Bird movie. Oh yeah. So there you go. So yeah, that was gonna say. So yeah, I was giving you what you're saying, and I I wasn't gonna disagree at all. But then again, like it's a Brad Bird movie, so yeah, I would yeah. expect nothing less. Right, right. I mean, hell, when Brad Bird did Mission Impossible, what the fuck? <laughs> oh my god, that is that's the one where he where he scaled that hotel in Dubai. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and the, and then after that scene, there's a whole other scene, and then uh, somebody gets kicked out a window, which is fucking badass, <laughs> and then like. Ethan Hunt is running in this in the sandstorm and gets hit by a car, but it's oh, it's intense. But again, that's that's Brad Bird for you. These guys are voiced by Tom Holland and Chris Pratt. Come on, yeah, fuck me sideways. And I think that was part of the the big the big draw of it was that oh, we got two Marvel guys here, yeah. you know. And even though, of course, when they started doing these things, it was like before all that and blah blah right, blah. Right. But still, it was like when it was getting ready to be released. I think that I feel that the movie. That the studio didn't think the movie was strong enough to stand on its own yeah. for whatever reason, and maybe they didn't realize that that you know there were some third act problems, um, and it's like, what's it going to cost to fix this? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we don't want to make that. We don't want to pay that. So let's just you know try to neat it up as best we can. And oh, hey, by the way, we've got these two guys doing voices. Let's make sure we push that. Yeah, yeah. You know that's that's the thing that I wish Disney and Pixar would realize is that. People like us can tell when they don't believe in their projects. Oh, yeah. It's like, and when you don't believe in your project, we're sure as hell not going to believe in your project. Hell, yeah. Hell no. Why would I? And so, like, yeah, like, we, we, we've got better things to do than watch shitty movies. I mean, I would say, that's one thing about when you go to a con and you're walking around and you look at somebody's table and, uh, and, and they've got their product there and you ask them about it, um, and you say, uh, you know, like, so, you know. Uh, what's this about? And they say you can see, you know, how much they 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 believe in that. I mean, yep. and obviously, like, well, obviously they made it. It's like, yeah, but you make stuff, and then sometimes you're like, yeah, I make this, but like, I was really proud of it at the time, but now not so much, right, um, right? You know, and and they'll still try to sell it because you know it's a sale, but you you can tell when they are really passionate about like a particular thing that they've done, yeah, and yeah. Uh, and when someone's passionate about it. That really draws you in, yeah, because you yeah. can see the excitement in it. And it, I mean, you're selling them, you're, you're selling it to me, like so. You're like, hey, um, we forgot, forgot all about Tarzan. That's that's dark. 
Tarzan is super dark. It's beautifully animated. It's oh my god, Glenn yes. Keane at his finest. And the soundtrack is really good. Oh, Phil Collins, man. Son of Man is a great song. Um, have you seen the memes where it's like, "Hey Phil, we we need you to write a soundtrack, but don't don't do anything too crazy. It's just a, a movie about a guy surrounded by monkeys." And then it's like a picture of somebody like levitating with white eyes. It's like <laughs> Phil Collins. <laughs> <laughs> oh, S- such a good soundtrack. Strangers like me. Zootopia, um, you yeah, Zootopia know. was cute. Zo- I like Zootopia. Uh, I I liked the way it was all set up with the uh, you know, the different regions and you know, how how all that worked mm-hmm. with the uh, with them and stuff. It was good. And of course, Zootopia had some problems because there were some allegations that somebody had written a Zootopia like story uh, yeah. and and all that stuff. And I think that was another one where either either Disney wasn't fully behind it, or I think when the allegations came out, they were so strong that they kind of like. Sort of pulling the movie back some, you know? Yeah, there's something like that. Uh, that's my opinion. I like Wally. Uh, Wally was Wally was good. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, even though Wally is not dark, I was. That's another. That's another case of pushing the envelope mm-hmm. for several things. Some people hated Wally because I thought the message was so heavy-handed, and then like, uh, maybe. But I mean, really, are we? Are we? Just because someone shows, like, puts a mirror up to you, right? And makes you look at your own reflection doesn't mean that the message is heavy-handed. They're just yeah. making sure that you see the message. Um, Maybe and- the message is heavy-handed because the problem is so freaking blatant. <laughs> and, and I'm not even talking about like the, the, the pollution. I'm talking about the sedentary lifestyle, the fat oh, people, yeah. like you know, in their like, hover rounds. What do you want to do today? I don't know. Yeah. And then and then talking like sitting right next to each other. Um, and not talking to each other face to face, like on like over computer, and you and obviously you see that now, and I think they saw that then. We're like, oh yeah, here we are. We're we're gonna sit there and text each other while we're sitting next to each other. Yep, yep. And now you and I have done that, but normally it's because we're talking about the other person, like the right there in front of us. Yeah, but yep. we're but we're not sitting there with no one else around, just texting each other as opposed to actually opening our mouths. Yeah, we we do that because we don't want to call attention to ourselves at a con because it's really rude to be like, holy crap, look at that fat lady. <laughs> You suck. <laughs> it's like, hey, fat I, lady, you call that drawing? <laughs> it's like, yeah, I bet you need the donut hole. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know why these guys are so mean to me. <laughs> I didn't even bring my electric scooter to this con. <laughs> Set up one by myself. <laughs> Oh, you got these electric plates. <laughs> uh, but uh, but the the idea of Wally is like, okay, I'm gonna make a movie, and the main character is going to be voiced by Stephen Hawking. Yep, <laughs> Stephen Hawking. Well, not really Stephen Hawking. It's just we're gonna steal the program Stephen Hawking uses to talk, <laughs> and and it's really good. And then the and. It's like, and people are going to relate to that, even though he doesn't actually talk. That's What's, that's 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 a bold thing to, to do. While they're oh, yeah. like, this is what we're going to do. What's amazing about Wally's design is that he's all eyes. Oh yeah, all he is are just mechanical eyes, and he is so fucking soulful, so soulful. Like just the like the little moments when he's like looking up into the sky, and you're just like, oh little man, <laughs> I'll protect you with my life. And, and obviously, uh, his his design, especially in the eyes, you know, does kind of is a, a very strong comparison to Johnny Johnny Five, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but you, I mean, I'm going to create this robot who all alone, whose only friend is a cockroach, who gosh, he can't communicate. With, and they're like, and you can see the Disney executives going, so it's a singing cockroach. It talks. Who's doing the voice of the cockroach? Nobody. It's just a cockroach. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, I know. I mean, because the, the cockroach, you know, like the, the bugs and bug life are bugs, but like, no, no, no. It, it's, it's not like the anthropomorphic thing. It's like, it's a cockroach that lives in this garbage he's cleaning up. And he's a robot yeah. who doesn't talk. We gotta have a cute animal sidekick, though. <laughs> and, uh. Damn it, Jenkins. And, and that's when Eve comes in. Eve. So, so is it a human? No, no, it's another robot. But she actually <laughs> talks kind of normal. And, uh, you know, yeah, that was a hard sell. Well, it was probably a hard sell to Disney. It wasn't a hard sell to Pixar, I'm, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, but no. Um, Pixar knows their shit. They know what they're doing. I mean, this was Andrew Stan they, who did... Um, they knew back then. <laughs> Andrew Stan who did um, uh, Finding Nemo. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think I think Stan had, was... 
his denim bra shoot was on the rise until um, John Carter. Mm-hmm. He did the live action John Carter, and my, <laughs> from what I, everything I've read, he was put in charge of all the promotion, and they were like, you know, uh, so we want to call this John Carter Warlord of Mars, and he was like, no, we just want to call it John Carter. He was like, well, can we say, you know, um, from uh, was it what uh, Robert E. Howard or whatever yeah, it said? Yeah. And he's like, no, John Carter, and he's like. People know who the fuck John Carter is. He's like it's John Carter. They like, don't though. Yeah, they didn't. And, and you make I, the rather large assumption that people still read. Yeah, exactly. And and I I saw the movie. I wasn't impressed. Um, it was it was meh. Uh, it's, it, it would be pretty tough. It would take a very talented director. Or uh, that that makes it sound like he's not a talented director. It would take the right kind of mind to really do a good John Carter of Mars story. I, I can, I can agree with that. So, so he, then of course, you know, he goes back and he does the finding Dory, which apparently is pretty good. I haven't seen it yet, but I hear it's good. Uh, even though it's got the two lesbians pushing the baby off the cliff. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone knows lesbians hate babies. <laughs> babies. They're full of babies. Babies. It's full of babies. Um, that's all. That's from the episode of adventure time. Oh, when, yeah. Um, <laughs> Like the this whole thing with Jake and um, uh, and Finn and a message left by you know their Jake's dad, Finn's adopted dad, and he was mm-hmm. like, "I designed this for you and everything when you were babies." And it's like this cave is full of, and then he, he was like, he was like rewinding the, the tape and scratching. He's like, "Babies, it's full of babies, babies, it's full of babies." <laughs> uh, but uh, but so. But again, you you've got these things like that's that's a great envelope pusher. It and you and it creates heart, and you get these people get people to to empathize with this robot with mm-hmm. this and and there's nothing about Wally that, that tells you in any way that he is sentient, nope. even though he falls in love with Eve and all that. But nothing like you don't really get anything. He doesn't really display anything that says that he's really a sentient of who he is. But like. The, like the care when he finds it, the, the the light and replaces his eye, you know, yep, yep. and then all of his knickknacks is like there's something about him that separated him from everybody else. And so same thing that keeps him going. And the thing is, like he without openly like displaying it or saying, I want to live. You see that he. There's something about him that he wants to not live. Does he want to live? But he wants to do his job. Yeah, and but he wants to live because all the other ones they didn't they didn't do what he's doing right, right. and and they do a great job of making you fall in like that fall in love but but really sympathize and empathize with that character mm-hmm, and you like mm-hmm. and you want to succeed and it it goes back to what we've talked about with like Tombstone and stuff like that where it's like with just the tiniest little bit of information you're telling us so much story yes and within just a matter of a couple of minutes we learn so much about Wally that just immediately makes him imminently likable yep and yeah it's, it's like you said you, you're automatically rooting for him because it's like oh this cute little guy and look at what all he's done and, he's doing such a good job i love him yeah and and the thing is when wally finds a plant he has no idea that this means life it's just something new he's never seen before mm-hmm. and he just wants to nurture it and take care of it because he's like oh this is something new and i like collecting these things and and i don't even know what they mean yep but yep. i like collecting it and this is something new and he starts to care for it it's like it's great cuz cuz even in the end like even when he he finds out that what it means in a sense mm-hmm. but even still for him it's just like this is something new and special to me yeah. and and I don't want you guys to take it away from me and destroy it. So, but again, that's, that's, that's where you're, you're, you're taking a leap. You're taking a chance on something that I don't think they, that they take a chance on anymore. So again, yeah. you know, you look at, um, and I don't even know the whole story behind brave, but I know that, um, that the person that originally created brave or was the, the, the front runner of it, was removed from the project. Yep. Yeah. So they never got a chance to finish it. I don't know why they were removed, but they were. That's heartbreaking. Um, yeah, especially since it was like it was like a very personal story for them. Mm-hmm. And then they get taken off of it. And it's like, oh, okay. Um the uh you like I said, but after that, so you you got the good dinosaur, which I think I've seen parts of the good dinosaur, and that what really what I didn't understand about that one was why the dinosaur was so good. Cart cartoony looking. <laughs> so cartoony looking, yeah. And the other ones weren't. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, yeah. It was trite to me. It was very, very trite. Um, and you've got some of these shows like like Disney's The Wild. The Wild was not meant to be a Disney 
a Disney movie. It was yeah. just it was their response to Madagascar, even though they really had no interest in doing a Madagascar. Yeah, and, yeah. and it shows because it's weak. It's it's weak. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Like a like a the Wu Tang would say it's weak like clock radio speakers. So. <laughs> Uh, and the only thing, the only thing that has, has going for it, I'll say, you guys, it has an impressive voice cast. The only thing that has going for it is they play Coldplay clocks during the scene where they're traveling through the city and they're like marveling at everything. Nice. Other than that, I can't really think of anything else about it. I'm not going to include the things like Valiant, that uh, the kind of British cartoon, because uh, right, right. it's it's again, it's one of those like Disney properties, but not right, right. you know. Uh, but so if we look at these things here, as so I'm just going through like Disney Plus, and I'm just looking at some of the things that we have out here, and I'm also looking at the list of um of like uh, Pixar cartoons and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like there, there's a point where we stop getting um we stop getting like these uh these stuff cartoons with huh? yeah, stuff with heart, <laughs> right? Right, and, we, and then they're not there anymore. Again, going back to the Pixar stuff, so. Uh, after Brave, we have Monster University. It, it was cute. wasn't great, but it was cute, though. Um, I mean, it, it, if it comes on, there's nothing else on, I can watch it, but it becomes a background thing. I don't right. pay that much attention to it. Uh, Inside Out, i just going to say I absolutely hate. Now, uh, Inside Out was done by Pete Doctor, who did... Uh, uh, oh, shit, what did Pete Doctor do? Um, he did another one. Uh, up. There you go. He did Up. Oh, wow. And he did the first uh, Monsters, Inc., um, See, I, I didn't hate Inside Out as much as you did, but it was it was not as memorable as Monsters Inc. or Up. Yeah, and and see, for me, Inside Out, I was just like, I was got happy, and I was like, this, and it became a slog, mm-hmm. and, and I was just like, I'm like, where's this thing going? I just, I hated it. Um, but uh, so uh, then you got uh, Finding Dory, Cars Three, Coco, which I haven't seen, so I'm not gonna comment on Coco because I haven't seen it, and we've we've now we you and I've heard um. You know, like uh, mixed reviews. Mixed reviews on that. Yes. Incredibles 2, which I love. Toy Story 4, I don't see the need in watching it because yeah, I yeah. got everything I needed out of the last one and it Dunk it wrapped it up perfectly. Yeah. I, to, I could not muster up the interest in it. Yeah. Onward just does not look good at all to me. It, it did. It's just, it didn't look entertaining to me. Nothing about it looked entertaining. I get they're trying to bring their father back and only bring him half of him back and all that kind of stuff. But even then, it was like, it was, it was a. Monsters and Magic version of uh, Weekend at Bernie's. Right, right. Like, eh. like that's the that's the best that's the, the best that you the U.S. government can come up with. <laughs> so, um, so okay. So here, going back to like just before, uh, or I guess maybe even around the time that Disney was going to kind of call it quits, the Rescuers. Yes. Rescuers is super dark. Yes. Oh my God, the Rescuers are dark. I remember yes. watching it as a kid. There's tits in it, and I haven't I haven't seen that since. Since I was really young, and I still remember the rescuers being dark, them sitting that girl in there to was like find the diamond or whatever, mm-hmm. and they're just treating her like shit. Oh yeah. And the only people out there that even care or will try to do anything are these two mice, and one of them is like so scared that he's you know he's hesitating the whole time about if they can even succeed. Like rescuers is dark. Very dark. Yeah. And, and I bet you, if you present that story to them now, just change enough of it so it didn't sound like the rescuers, but kind of left all the key points the same, they would pass on it. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. yeah D- Disney has just completely lost its edge, and it does seem like it was probably right around the time of Toy Story 3. And yeah, they, they had a few successes after that. A few things that were like, wow, that was really good, but it seems like that was the real nail in the coffin, at least for Pixar. For for Disney, I I feel like it was the end of the 2D animation, and maybe I'm speaking from a place of prejudice there, but like I just don't feel like their 3D movies have as much heart. And yeah, you do have some good ones. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, again, I liked Tangled. I thought Tangled was a good film. Tangled's good. Um, I hear Frozen's good. I haven't watched it. First yet. Frozen is good. I've seen the second one. The first Frozen is good. It it was different than what I expected. Mm-hmm. Um. So I, I did like it, but I mean, so so much of what comes after that, it just doesn't even look appealing to me. And you know, it, I want to clarify something for some people that may be listening to this and they're they're not getting like the full scope of what I'm saying. A lot of these movies have emotion, and they have really strong emotion. You can feel it, and they do kind of help you to connect, uh, you know, or um, uh, commiserate with, with with the character. Mm-hmm. But there's difference between eliciting an emotion from you and really like 
taking you to a place. Yeah, immersing you. Right. So Mulan is a great movie. I love oh, Mulan. Oh, Mulan was so good. And and there's a lot of emotion in Mulan, but Mulan never goes dark. Never once. Are you kidding me? Dude, they, they wipe out the entire village. That's super dark. Oh, okay. So I'm saying like not in the same way that we were talking about like the rescuers. Or yes, it's it's off screen. I'll say that. Like the, the darkness is off screen. But what I will give um, Mulan, like despite everything they did, they you know, how them changing file Mulan and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at Pocahontas on the screen here, which is like, yeah, you really, really bastardized Pocahontas. You did. I mean, you romanticized something and you changed Ish. it around in a way to make it seem like it was okay when none of that is okay. That entire story is not okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, that that whole thing was <laughs> oof. But 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 despite <laughs> that was Disney's attempt to go and see white people didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> They're trying to Disney wash history. They they probably would have gotten smallpox on their own, even <laughs> if we hadn't given it to them. So there. Yeah. What do you mean she wasn't eighteen? <laughs> Looks eighteen to me. Ten. <laughs> yeah, but back then, I mean, people only lived to be twenty, so that's kind of eighteen, right? <laughs> High five. Yeah. So, uh, but but even with all everything they did to Mulan, they kept the leader of the Huns as. I don't want to call him evil because because that that makes it seem like he he doesn't have his own vision or or purpose. He's not driven by something of his, of his own. He just does evil. You know, he just you know likes to do bad things and smoke with cigarettes. And that's not that's not who he was. No, he was driven. Right, he was driven, but like he doesn't give a shit. Like he he has no garden. Right, he was like he's not one of these guys that says and look at my my garden where my fucks grow. He's like no. It's like see that empty field over there. That I salted earth and burned everything to the <laughs> ground, right? <laughs> it's like, because I mean, he's and like the look in his eyes, and like he doesn't give a shit. Yeah, and yeah. and I'm like nothing is going to stand in his way. See, and to, to I me, have to I have to praise him for that. Oh yeah, he's a brilliantly written villain. But yeah, to me, that's where the darkness is in Mulan. When uh, it, because it all actually ties in that like they the, his his like eagle thing his hawk yeah brings him the little doll and he's like oh well, we have to return this to the village because the little girl will be wanting her doll back yeah and then <laughs> you've, you've got the musical scene where they're all singing about a girl worth fighting for mm-hmm. and to them that's like oh you know we're gonna you know we, i've got this ideal chick who's just the, the woman of my dreams and then they get to the village where the little girl's doll was and that's when they stop singing there's no more singing on the soundtrack right. at that point because that is the girl worth fighting for? That's not only dark, but that's a huge emotional just kick in the nuts right there. That, that's that. That's a fantastic thing too. Like, where it's like like the, the whole girl worth fighting for, how it changes mm-hmm. tone. And we've talked about that once. I actually wanted to do a podcast about uh, about um, dialogue or like uh, yeah, that yeah, people say yeah. where it's like it has such different meanings. And I've brought up so many different times, but that scene in three hundred when when. Leonidas is going to say, I'm just going to take 300 of my soldiers. We're just going to go for a walk, right? And it's right, like, you know, right. and the guy's like, what can we do? And he's like, what can you do? And he's like, what can we do? Like, I love that. It's yes, the same yeah. thing. said three different ways yep. and three different meanings. Like, I love that. And they say, the girl we're fighting for is like, they're talking about one thing and then all of a sudden it becomes something else. And he's just like, mid-sentence, the context has changed. And to me, that's beautiful. It is. It's, it's it, fantastic. It's so beautiful. And then all the whimsy's gone. It suddenly becomes so fucking serious at that point. Because now it's like, oh yeah, we're not just like going to be trotting along and seeing like little, little Disney characters. Now this is an actual war. It's so well done. And, and I got to point this out because it's kind of like, like Stitch in a Chainsaw scene. One of the characters in Mulan, voiced by Harvey Firestein, a, you know, <laughs> a very open, well-known, non-apologetic homosexual, I right? <laughs> when they sneak into the palace... And they dress it. Got the banana, right? Right. Which is clearly like, like here's my dick, right? Like that is that is so great. And kids aren't gonna pick up on that, but yeah, I do. Like yeah, I, you and I just like him bananas. Like yeah, because like you guys want chicks, and no, that's not what I want. I also had that great line: concubines, ugly concubines. <laughs> Oh yeah, he he was he was great. <laughs> he had that line, "I'm Yao, king of the rack, and there's nothing you girls can do about it." <laughs> he's he's awesome, yeah. And, and even though Mushu, which is absolutely fantastic, mm-hmm. and he and he is the kind of uh, the the comic relief in it. Yep. Right. Yep. But he, he's also the one that 
kind of lets like expresses some of what people are feeling yep. especially when when he's like like what do you mean you're not lucky and he's like, he's like, <laughs> It's like, like when when all hope is gone, right? And it's like, well, still we have this. It's like, no, we don't have anything. Like, they're all yep. hope is gone. We we don't have anything left. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, Mushu, Mushu was a great cipher for the for the audience. But uh, yeah, I mean, there's there was there was lots of uh, of little adult jokes that would sail over the kiddies' heads in Mulan. Yeah, and it's it's so great. So hey, your great granddaughter had to be a cross dresser. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but um, like. You, you have like in the mo- in the more modern uh, like Disney movies, you don't always have these these moments that like like say you, they think that just making you feel or connect emotionally with them is enough, and it can be enough, but you can also take it a little bit further, mm-hmm. and you can really establish a you would say it's one thing to connect, and then when the movie's over, it's like oh that was good. And, but it's when you actually, like, really, like, not, not just connect with them, like, like you do, like, you know, when you're consoling somebody that's crying, but when you sit there and be like, there's so much of me in that person yes, yes. that when the movie's off, and whenever you think of a moment in your life, it also takes you to that person. Wherever you think of them, you know, it's, it's like, it brings back a, a feeling of your own. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, it's it's one thing to make an emotional appeal to somebody. It's another thing to really make them invest right. in your story and your character. And so I, I think the more modern Disney movies are more prone to just being like, oh, hey, dead parents, that's sad, isn't it? Yeah. Versus like, no, wow, just... I'm actually experiencing this sense of loss that this character's feeling. Like, no, it's not. It's a Disney movie. I expected dead parents. <laughs> 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 it's like that's part of what brought me in is dead parents. <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't be Tuesday. Right, so, look, so right here on the screen now, we've got Dumbo. Mm-hmm. Oh God! Now Dumbo. Dumbo goes dark. Oh hell yeah! Dumbo goes real dark. Oh um, hell yeah! Dumbo's hard to watch. And you, and one of the interesting things about Dumbo, that I don't think you see in any other Disney movie or even in a lot of movies, is that like. When Dumbo starts flying, it's near like the end of the movie. It's not mm-hmm. like the middle where it's like, oh, he discovered a superpower. And now we're going to see him. Like, no, it's like near the end of the movie. It's like that, like everything else is just Dumbo. So it's not even like like a story about like this character that finds himself. It's, it's just like, hey, here's a life of Dumbo. Yeah. Like, it's like, yeah. here it is. Um, it's but, a character study, which was pretty rare yeah. back then. It's, um, I mean, because like that Snow White is emotional. Yeah, very. It's not, it, and even though she bites the apple, it doesn't. It doesn't go dark. Nah, nah. Dumbo goes dark. Dumbo um, goes super dark. Yeah, it, Finding Nemo is emotional. Mm-hmm. Never goes dark. Nah, you know? no. Finding Nemo doesn't go dark. Uh, Pinocchio goes pretty dark. And Pinocchio does go dark. Pinocchio goes pretty freaking dark. Yeah. I mean, Pinocchio is one of those movies because, like, you're you're with him all the uh, all the way up until like it's like, oh wait, what's what's going on here? Like. You guys are drinking alcohol, and, and then like when now you're you're turning the donkeys like like what, and, and no one's here to save you, like <laughs> yeah, yeah. That I mean that that's a scary ass scene. Even now, it's just it's creepy as hell. Um, it's and I think that uh, that a lot of um, they they said they're they're afraid of really of making that connection with people to to like like they. I think like people want to. Whenever someone watches the movie, I think people are a lot of times looking for a connection, even if it even if it's not along that same that same level. You know, yeah, yeah. Like you and I have a have a strong connection to Emperor's New Groove, mm-hmm. which goes against everything we've been talking about in this part in this podcast, this episode, yeah, yeah. because it doesn't make a connection. It's not emotional at all. <laughs> even even when Cusco tries to get emotional, it's not. <laughs> like some some of the some of the the best moments. Well, in, I, it's. I think the reason that it resonates so strongly with us is that, like Cusco, we're very jaded people. Yeah. We're far more jaded than the average person within Disney's target demographic. And so when we see somebody like Cusco who's, like, readily, (laughs) readily just going to be like, yeah, fuck you. I don't really need you. I'll use you if I find some kind of use for you. Right. That's about it. I don't care about your family or your house or your house on the mountains <laughs> or your couch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> so I just I think that we can relate to Cusco on a much deeper level than the average Disney fan for that reason. And there's 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 scenes in there where Cusco does stuff, and, and obviously for that, but it's it to me it it kind of mirrors some of the stuff that we do. Like <laughs> when they're when he gets his head stuck in the hole and the bats fly in his mouth, yeah. and somehow that that swings him up to the top of the nearly just. <laughs> 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 It's like, uh, how did that happen? It's like, we're alive. Like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. That, that stuff is, is it, it's so funny. It, it's, it's so, like, the thing is, it's got so many moments that are, that are, like, real interactions with people. Maybe yeah, not necessarily yeah. people you know. Maybe not interactions you've had. Um, but it really, has, but along with, like, the screwball stuff. Like, yeah, yeah. It's such it, a good balance of slapstick and just realism. It's like, yeah, how did it get here before us? Yeah, how do we get it? <laughs> By all accounts, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> I mean, and that's that's a breaking the third wall without actually breaking the third wall. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's, like, the, it's just like acknowledging. It's like, yes, this is a plot hole, but just go with it. Right. Like, don't don't question it. Just enjoy what we're doing right now. And so, I kind of thought that like Emperor's New Groove is kind of like if the Zucker Brothers had made a Disney cartoon. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. <laughs> but but they're not really making fun of anything. But it does have like. Like the the naked gun airplane kind of yeah, stuff in it's, there. It's got kind of like that that dry fourth wall breaking humor, but like pr- I think probably one of the best like just down to earth interactions is when uh, Cusco's cold and Pacha gives him his his poncho, and then the next morning he just like hands it to him. He's like, yeah, so feels like wool. Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> Alpaca. Yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> And it's just like, it's such an awkward conversation, but it's like so grounded because we've all had that kind of interaction with somebody where it's like, shit, he did something nice for me. I have to at least express gratitude. And it's the last person I want to express gratitude towards. Just that, that awkwardness is so beautifully done. And I like how there is nothing ever redeemable about Yzma. No, she's terrible. Yeah, she is absolutely horrible. Yzma is like the worst, but you, and... And she never does anything. Yzma never does anything to make you like her. Like, let's say like Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. Like, Darth Vader is a, is a great villain. And yeah, yeah. of course, everybody likes Darth Vader. But to be honest, until until Luke turns him or until he picks up the Emperor, no! You know, and, <laughs> but until he does that, there's really nothing to like about Vader. Like, yeah. like when you first see him, he boards the, uh, that, uh, the transport ship and... And he's just slinging monkey fighters up against the wall oh, and yeah. crushing them, yeah. lifting them up, and and uh, and all that, and and then he goes back, and then oh, we're having a conversation, blah 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 blah, and it's like, oh, how about I just crush your throat? How about that? Yep. You know, it's, <laughs> it's it's like the person that you're arguing with, and they don't want to listen to to logic, right. and, so, and and it's, it's it's like, okay, look, this is like. Uh, He's like, oh, you think you're so smart, huh? So I bet you can kick your ass. Like, this has nothing to do with it. Kicking my ass is not going to change the fact that, you know, <laughs> that there's, 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 a, there's a hole, like, like, a, like a two meter like hole over there that people can just throw trash into. You know? <laughs> Kicking my ass is not going to change that fact. You know? And, and, then, and then he like, and what's, what's kind of cool, but also horrible about Vader is Vader says those one lines after doing something really cool that mm-hmm. you wish you could say, but there's yeah. no one ever around. Yeah, yeah. But but then but he says it and and like everyone's around and he's just like, apology accepted, Captain Nina. And, <laughs> <laughs> so good. So good. And, and, hey, so we're we're now uh, two hours in. Oh wow. Uh so but go go for a third parter? Uh, yeah, I guess so, man. Yeah. And we're talking about Disney. Yeah. Um still. So but so what I was gonna say is Yzma is not Yzma is not Darth Vader. No. She never says or does anything like that makes you like her or want to like her or anything. Yep, yep. But when she's on screen or when she says something, she she is the butt of the joke. Yep. And they're yep. good jokes. But but she herself never does anything. She's always evil. Yep. But yep. the thing is, because she's she, the person you love to hate. Right. And it's so well done. And because everyone else, like, not really disrespects her, but, but don't give her the credit she feels she's due, mm-hmm. you never really fully take her seriously either. Yeah, yeah. 
And then she surrounds herself with like Kronk is like her real only guy. And we know that Kronk is not is not the one to carry these jobs out, but she still gives them to him. So again, it's like you like the How would you describe her? Mm, scary beyond all reason. That's it. That's it. Oh, oh Kronk is so well done. Oh, Kronk is, is the best. Kronk's just amazing. So but but we 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 like there's nothing really there's some relatableness between uh, between uh, Kronk and uh, and Pacha, but but not not everything. I, there's just some some parts of it that are that are relatable. Mm-hmm. And but other than that, like dude, none of the key people you can say like, oh, that is someone just like I know. Maybe right. to some extent, yeah, to, maybe in small ways, maybe Kronk, right? Everybody, mm-hmm. know, everybody knows a, knows a Cusco though. Right? Yeah, everybody knows a Cusco. Uh, people are listening to a podcast with a couple of Cusco's. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. Kronk seems a little bit too pure for this world, honestly. Like, I don't, I don't know if I know too many people who are exactly like Kronk. No, not exactly like Kronk. Because really, I would say hardly anybody is exactly like Kronk. But... Uh, I've, I've known a couple of Pachas in my life. but Okay. But, uh, but the thing about, about Kronk is that he's... He's one of these guys that are both self-aware and not aware at the same time. Yes, yes. Um, and uh, and even though he recognizes that Yzma is evil, like there's something about him where he's, he doesn't try to change her in any way, but he's like, you know... He's just along for the ride. Right, like may, maybe maybe doing this in some fashion will... I, I don't know. Like, there's just like I, I don't know. Like, <laughs> maybe, maybe in some way this will work out. I, I don't know, but I'm doing my job. Yep. It's... <laughs> I love, I love him stepping out of the kitchen of the diner. Oh, it's your birthday. <laughs> That's a great Patrick Warburton too. <laughs> <Thanks. laughs> oh, but the, what I love about that is that again, this is this is now again. You have to read the if you can find the documentary on YouTube, watch the documentary, um, find the article and read that. But this is one of those movies that they had to take a chance because they had no options. Mm-hmm. It worked out for them. You know, despite everything, it worked out for them. Yep, yep, but yep. then they never acknowledged that, hey, this could really work. Mm-hmm. We could we could take this same like this same idea, like obviously not not do it the exact same way, but yeah. we could take what they did, the the you know, the crux of it, and do another movie kind of in that same kind of slightly screwballish fashion yeah just like give give your guys that kind of freedom you know um and i don't know the full story on this i really i've never tried to look it up or never really wanted to look it up because honestly i didn't fully care that much and then after seeing the the official movie i cared even less <laughs> but um solo star was film oh solo yeah <laughs> so my understanding is that when solo came out um that when solo came out it was originally done by with like Lord and Miller, and they were the guys that had been um, that had been uh, hired to do the job to to write it and direct it. Right, right. So they're doing this movie, and um, and then they get halfway through, and Disney is like, "Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. This is a comedy," and right. like, "No, no, we're, we're not making a comedy. Like, no, no. Like, okay, you guys are gone. Someone give me Ron Howard, right? Um, yeah, if not Ron Howard, then his Mexican equivalent." Uh, <laughs> No, that that's that's from Simpsons and everything. Okay. When uh, when when Mr. Burns wants a story about his life, and he's like, "Give me uh, Steven Spielberg," and he's like, oh, "I'm sorry, sir, he's unavailable." They give me his Mexican equivalent. And he's like, "It's <laughs> like," and he's like, "Senor Spielbergo." <laughs> he's like, "And I want to make a movie where it's like 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 uh like Oscar Schindler's like that uh, Schindler is uh, Bueno and Mr. Burns is Diablo." <laughs> Uh, but uh, uh, <laughs> but they, so they get him in there but then we watch the final product and it's like it's not good now I don't think it was going to be straight up comedy I think it was going to be like a you know kind of like what Lethal Weapon became in yeah. like the like the last like the, the third and fourth movie yeah. which I think would have fit really well with Han Solo's character you know but um, but somewhere along the way somebody had read the script and had approved it because you don't get that far into production without reading the script and approving it and greenlighting it, especially right, right, now with right. the Star Wars product, especially not with Disney. So I don't know where the wires got crossed along where they were like, suddenly they were like, I find you unacceptable, you know, but, 
but you know uh, anyway but i think that solo probably could have been a lot better if they kept it like that because let's be honest solo han solo is is kind of like the comedic relief uh, yeah yeah i mean think think about it uh, I mean, I know you're not disagreeing, but think about think about some of the stuff that he says. Yes, he he's the he's the dashing rogue like hero guy, but he's also the comedic relief. He runs down the hallway chasing stormtroopers. Next thing you know, he comes running back, and the yep, stormtroopers yep. are chasing after him. Right? Uh, and, and the whole thing when he's like talking through the troopers, someone's like, "Uh, yeah, no, we're fine. Everything's fine. We had some trouble, but now we're fine. How are you?" <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, it's a boring conversation anyway." <laughs> oh, what a delightful smell you found! Like the the that's. Uh, even okay, the uh, Return of the Jedi. He's like, but Boba Fett, Boba Fett, where? You know, <laughs> and then he turns and and you know hits the backpack and he goes into the Starlight Pit. I mean, yep, yep. come on, he is the comedic relief. So why not display that early on? Yep, as him being that. Yeah, and then what we got was uh, I don't know, a, I don't know, it was a travesty to my intelligence. <laughs> but yeah, it wasn't great. But uh, but again, they, that could have been. The Star Wars equivalent of Emperor's New Groove, but mm-hmm. without with not being quite as slapsticky. But right, right. so again, here's here's another example. It's like oh, anyway, we're going to go go into hyperspace, and, but they told me they fixed it. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> that's him. Like he's almost always wrong. Thinks that he's right. Thinks he knows everything, and is almost always the butt of his own joke that he's not telling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He uh, Solo is a very self aware guy. So anyway, so I guess we're going into a third part, huh? Uh, I think I think we have to. Yeah. Uh, I, I think we have to. So hey, join us for a third part, people. Yeah, yeah, please, because um, who who knew Disney would be such a well of of talk? For I us? did not think that um, that we were we would end up going this far into it. Yeah. Um, I'm I am quite shocked, shocked, surprised even. Shocked, I say. All right, later, later, y'all. Uh, <laughs> that's really bad, Mickey Mouse. All right there, folks, that was Our Moms Think We're Funny. Let's, uh, let's give them a hand.